right, who's ready to jump into part two of how to hear the voice of God? Come on, I'm excited about this. 12 points, baby. And so I'm going to start off by reading 1 Samuel chapter 3 about Eli and Samuel and Samuel's first time hearing the voice of God. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark was, the ark of God. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it. <laughs> Father, I pray that we wouldn't just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word, that you would bless this word to our hearing, we pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. I like this story. It encourages me considering we are all in a journey, learning how to hear the voice of God. And Samuel was going to be a powerful prophet in the times of Israel and the Bible. He was the one who prayed for King David to be king. He called out the nation. He led the nation powerful prophet, a powerful man of God. Yet here in this story, historians say he's 11 years old, and he doesn't understand that the voice of God, that God himself is speaking to him, even as a young boy. And I believe that many of us are in the same scenario, where God is speaking to us, but we don't realize. God is sharing his life. God is communicating with us, but we are not in touch. We don't understand. We don't realize that the God of the heavens and the earth, God who created everything, is actually speaking to us. And I believe that when we don't know that God is speaking to us, we're not going to know when he is speaking to us, and we're not going to understand his voice. Have you ever received a call from an unknown number and you don't pick it up because you don't know who is calling? Does anybody in here have a fear like me of an unknown call like Sally Mae? Are you trying to get your money? No way. You're not getting that loan money back. I mean, I've had this fear and uh, I, I've had people call me. They're like, new number. And I, I just don't want to pick it up. I'm like, new number, who this? And so I don't pick up. And uh, that can happen with our relationship with God. God is speaking to us. But because we don't know God is speaking to us, that God is the one communicating, we don't pick up. I was watching this YouTube video of Jimmy Fallon, any Jimmy Fallon fans in the house, talk show host, and he, in this clip I'm about to show you, describes this moment where he met Nicole Kidman, and Nicole Kidman, for those of you who don't know, in 2002, she was voted People Magazine's most beautiful person on earth. She's most recently in Aquaman, if we got superhero fans here. And anyways, he 
was uh, about eight years ago, placed on a date with Nicole Kidman, who had all this uh, accolade and was this beautiful woman. And he didn't realize, though, that he was on a date. And he finds out in this interview on the talk show host that he had a chance with Nicole Kidman, that she was interested in him, that she was trying to communicate that. She was dropping hints, but because he didn't know what was happening, he missed out on an opportunity. And let's play this clip so you can see it for yourself. What? Well, okay. She goes, I could be in your apartment in like 10 minutes. I go, you're going to bring Nicole Kidman over to my apartment? I'm like, okay, I don't know. What, what do I do? What do I have something? What do I do? He goes, I don't know. Just get some cheese and crackers or something. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, cheese and crackers? I don't even talk about that. I don't, I don't have dinner party. I don't have anyone over my house. I'm like, I have video yeah. games and sneakers. I mean, I really... <laughs> I was, so I go and I go, I, there's a deli, and I go in the deli. I go, what, what do you mean cheese? He goes, get brie or something. I go, brie? I don't even know what that is. I'm like, uh. So I go in, this is like, I'm on SIR Live, I guess, or something. I don't remember really when it was. But. I just remember I liked you, and he was like, not now. Um, <laughs> I'm married now. Um, but he was like, oh, well, you can make, I mean, I just. <laughs> Wait, what? So he says... <laughs> so Rick, our mutual friend, says, Oh, yeah. you know, Jimmy wants to meet you and you can go over to his apartment and da-da-da-da. And I'm single and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Wait, what? Yes! <laughs> what? Are you talking about? Yes! Did I date Nicole Kidman? Sure. Do we so go, I go date? over, though, and you're there in a baseball cap and, like, nothing. Just, like... <laughs> Green cheese. Like, and you wouldn't talk. You didn't say anything. You were like, hey. Mm, mm. Did you? I'm very nervous. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know this was so, a, uh, th this is a thing. I thought this was, was a like movie. It was like a hang. It was meant to just, I don't know. And then you put a video game on or something. And I'm like, this <laughs> is so bad. <laughs> Interest. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> had no and I kind of left and went. <laughs> I like how at the end he goes, I had no clue at all. Nicole Kidman was interested in me. Nicole Kidman was trying to start a relationship with me. I had no clue that were her that was that was an intention of hers. You know, I just want to communicate that I believe that. God is trying to communicate to each and every one of us. God wants to start a two-way relationship with us. Not just a prayer relationship where you give God your to-do list and you tell him what to do and that's your prayer life. And if he doesn't do exactly what you want, when you want, you're disappointed. God wants to start a two-way relationship with us. But let's be honest, in this room, many of us would say, I don't know how to hear the voice of God. 
I didn't even know God was trying to communicate with me. I've never heard the voice of God. I don't know where to start. My relationship with God is so dry. I don't know if I'm hearing him. I need guidance. I need direction. I have so many decisions in my life to make, where to live, what to do, who to marry, who to date, what should I study, what does my career look like, how do I navigate these problems in my life. And I, I believe God is trying to communicate with all of us, but we aren't hearing it because we don't realize he is communicating. And I believe when we are unknown with God calling us, when we have no idea God is calling us, we are more likely to have missed calls. And uh, I want to communicate this main point, and this is the, the big picture of today's sermon. I know I have 12 points. I'm going to fly through those points. But if you remember one thing, it's this. As we increase our awareness from God and that he's speaking, it'll help us to understand what he's saying. If you need a rhyming phrase to remember my sermon today, and I love to rhyme, it's this. You'll hear more if you know what to hear for. If Jimmy uh, Fallon would have known that Nicole Kidman was coming over to his house to start a romantic relationship, he would have responded differently. And I believe that if we know God is trying to communicate to us, and we know how God is trying to communicate to us, it'll help us to know what to look for or know what to hear for so that we can hear more. And I believe that you will hear more if you know what to hear for. And so what are the ways God communicates to us? And that's what this whole sermon is all about. I'm going to be sharing 12 ways. Everyone say 12. 12. 12 ways that God speaks to us in the scriptures. Are you ready for this? We're my note takers. This is your day. This is your day, note takers. All right, so number one, the audible voice of God. And I'm going to have scripture references for all of these. And uh, Luke 9.35, it says, A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. We talked about this last week. And this is God parting the clouds, speaking directly. Everyone can hear it through their natural ears. That's the audible voice of God. And when oftentimes I hear people say, I've never heard the voice of God, this is what we're expecting. We're expecting the cloud stuff heart and God to be like, go to college. Okay, thank you, God. That was the sign I was looking for. Go to college. Study economics. Thank you, God. I've heard from you. I will, I will study econ, as the kids say. And so we are waiting for this audible voice of God. And in the scriptures, this is a pretty scary experience. You know, people fall down on the ground. They're like as dead sometimes. And uh, many of us feel like I've not heard the voice of God because I haven't heard the audible voice of God through my ears. And uh, I'm going to be honest. Many of us, most of us, I dare say, have never heard the audible voice of God. So if you haven't, don't put too much pressure or stress on yourself. As a pastor, I have never heard the audible voice of God. And uh, raise your hand if you've never heard the audible voice of God. So, yeah, lots of us, so we're in a safe place. It's okay. Thankfully, there are many ways God speaks throughout the scripture. The number two way I'm seeing in the scripture that God speaks, and God speaks to me a lot through this method, is the still, small voice. First Kings 19, the scripture says, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains, and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. 
And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And God was in that still, small voice. And we realize that as we grow intimate with people, as we develop a relationship with people, we can start to communicate in more subtle ways. And we invite Jesus Christ to live in our hearts. And when he lives in our hearts, he can speak in a still, small voice. And he communicates directly to our thoughts, communicates directly to our hearts. Have you ever had a thought and you thought, man, I didn't come up with that thought. Where did that come from? Or you felt something in your heart like the, the Lord was leading you or speaking to you something specific. Where did that come from? I believe the Lord was speaking to you in a still, small voice. It's not audible. It's more internal. It's like it bypasses your conscious mind and speaks directly to your spirit, and it's intimate. You know, an audible voice would be refreshing, but it's not as intimate. And when you grow in intimacy with someone, sometimes you can speak into silence. Sometimes you can just look a certain way, and the other person understands exactly what's going on. God speaks in that, that prompt, that nudge so many times. Even as uh, Kalos Church raised $25,000 this last month, Amritha and I, we spent time, we say, hey, how much do we want to contribute to the legacy offering? So we just take a moment. We get still so we can hear the still, small voice. We turn down the volume of the world so we can increase the volume of the Lord. And we just say, Lord, what would you have us give? Speak to us. And we get a, a thought or we get a, a phrase in our heart, and the Lord leads us with the still, small voice. And I, I make so many decisions like that. And you might be wondering, well, I, I get those prompts, I get those ideas, but I, I don't know if it's the Lord, or I don't know if it's just me making it up. I don't know if I'm just being influenced by the news, or maybe the devil speaking to me and trying to lead me astray. And, uh, there are some ways we can know if God is speaking to us. And actually, we're going to cover that in week four. I'll give you four more points back in that time. And so stay tuned, but we'll talk about that. How do I know that the voice I'm following is actually the voice of God, not just something I made up? That's a great subject. But the still, small voice. Number three, the way I see God speak in the scripture is scripture. Love it. Exodus 31, 18 says this. And when he had made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, this is the Lord speaking to Moses, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. Those would be the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments that are still in the Bible. You can read it in the Old Testament today. And uh, this is probably the, the way God most frequently speaks to people, through the scripture, through the word. And many of us will... We'll read through the Bible. Some of us have like a read the Bible in a year plan, or we have a daily devotional, and we can open up the scripture, the scripture inspired by God. God breathed, and there's so much goodness. In fact, everything we do here at Kalos is built on the foundation of the scriptures. And so there's so much available. And if you're, you're saying, I've never heard the voice of God. If you've ever read the Bible, you've heard the voice of God. Because God speaks to us through the scripture. There is a difference between a general word and a specific word. And if you look up the word word in the Greek, there are actually two different ways you can understand the word word in the Greek. And so let me explain that. The first way word is defined in the Greek is the word logos, which just basically means word. And that's more of your, your flat reading of the scriptures. I read this. These are good principles. I know the story. 
anybody from any religion could read this and take away good principles, good lessons, just a flat reading, logos, all right? Understanding what it is. But have you ever had a moment when you're reading the scriptures and it feels like this word or this passage or this story was written just for you? Or it like applies specifically to what you're going through and it, it's like it leaps off the pages. Maybe you, you get emotional and you start crying or you feel like God is speaking that scripture to you loud and clear. Well, clear. That's not a Logos word. That would be what's called a rhema word or like a, a now word, a powerful word, a word that's like infused with God's spirit where he's speaking directly to you through the channel of God's written scripture. Has anybody had an experience like that? Where it's like, wow, the scripture's coming alive. It's just popping off this. This is just for me. I would describe that as a rhema word. And God leads us through the word. And, uh, you know, I've seen some pretty weird practices throughout the years for people hearing from God through scriptures where they just, and I've done this before, to be honest, where you, you open up the Bible and you kind of flip through pages and you, you pray a prayer and then you just point randomly, right, at a scripture. Dear Father, uh, Jesus, would you help me, like, what car should I buy t today? And you flip through and you point down and it says, oh, the disciples wrote in one accord. Oh, thank you, Lord. I will buy a, a Honda. I will buy a Honda for your glory. Yes, Lord. Or you're just like, Jesus, man, I'm just, I just, I feel kind of worthless. Like, would you, you speak to me? How, how do you feel about me? All right, I'm going to turn. Jesus wept. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Jesus. I, I don't make, I don't want to make you weep. I, I mean, so we need to have a relationship with God as we read the word. And we're not just pointing, but the Holy Spirit guides us into truth. And he brings the scripture to come alive. And this is our reality when God speaks to us through the scripture. And so we need to know the difference, though, between God's general will and specific will. And we talked about that in our purpose series a number of months ago, but God has a specific will for you. When you pray, Lord, guide me, he will guide you. And the decisions you make, if the Holy Spirit gives you decisions to make, they will bear good fruit every single time. But there are general principles that anybody can apply, but if I, if I was looking through the scripture, Lord, who should I marry? No matter how many times I flipped through the Bible, I would have never found Amrita's name in that Bible. Because your name's not in the Bible, honey. I'm sorry. And so I need a rhema word. I need guidance into my reality. You need guidance into your very specific reality. And thankfully, we have a good shepherd who leads the sheep, and the sheep know his voice. Amen? If you don't believe that, listen to the sermon from last week. It's powerful. All right, number four, God speaks to us in our dreams. Job 33 says, for God may speak in one way or in one another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. And so God speaks to me in dreams. And uh, God speaks to me very often and commonly in dreams. And I believe God wants to speak to you in dreams. Any dreamers in this room? You have a lot of dreams. God speaks to you. I'm going to be honest. And uh, this is a relationship with God, so a lot of it's supernatural. And if you're not used to that, it might sound mystical, but I want to demystify it. Because our relationship with God is not just natural. It is supernatural. But there are times I have dreams 
and I know what's going to happen the next day before it happens. I'll have conversations with people, and then they will lay out, according to that conversation I had in my dream, exactly how it happens the next day. Or someone will give me an opportunity, and I'll be warned in a dream not to take that opportunity. And then lo and behold, in real life, the next day someone says, would you like to do this? And I'll say no. In fact, the reason we ended up in Bellevue to start a church and a comedy club, because Pastor Amritha and I were praying and fasting, and on the last night of the fast, I had a dream, and I, I felt like the Lord spoke to me about an area called Bellevue, an area we'd never heard of, and part of the dream was in French, so we had to get it like translated, and Amritha did the most spiritual thing we could do. She said, let's Google it. So she pulls up Google Maps and finds Bellevue, and we say, all right, let's go there and scout it out and figure out if we can plant a church in Bellevue. And all this, all the people here serving on the dream team is as a result of a dream that happened. That's why we are in Bellevue. And God does some amazing things in dreams. And uh, I just feel like many of us, without realizing it, we're resistant to hearing from God. We have barriers. We're busy. We have hesitations. But in our, our dream, it's like God can bypass our conscious mind and speak directly to our spirit. And God will speak to you. And I just want to encourage you, if you're hearing the voice of God in a dream, get a, get a dream, dream journal, and you'll be amazed. As you write down your dreams consistently, you'll be able to remember more and specific words. God will lead you in your dreams. I am a huge fan of hearing the voice of God in dreams. And I'm amazed that we're here in Bellevue. I know all of you beautiful people. I'm thankful for the dreams of God. Amen? Amen. Number five, God speaks to us in visions, according to the scriptures. Acts 10, about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Who's been there? <laughs> he saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And I know many of you are thinking, yeah, I have that vision all the time when I'm hungry. Get up, go kill and eat. <laughs> I'm hungry. Less is a little different. So, so he, he is, you know, in this mode, he, he falls into a trance, and then he, he sees a vision. And uh, this can be our opportunity as well, where we can see a picture of what God is saying to us, speaking to us. In fact, in the Old Testament, there were prophets, but there are also specific kind of prophets that were called seers, because they didn't just hear the word of the Lord, they saw the word of the Lord. And we will oftentimes see a picture of what God is directing us to do. Have you ever heard the phrase where Jesus said, I only say what I hear the Father saying, and I only do what I see the Father doing. In the same way, we can follow our Father's instruction as we hear what he's saying, and we simply repeat it, and we see what he's doing, and we simply repeat it. And this can happen in dramatic ways. I'll let you know that... Uh, I think three people described the Parlor Comedy Club before we had the Parlor Comedy Club. I see you starting a church in a comedy club environment like this. In fact, people describe, one person in particular, described the Parlor Comedy Club before we even moved to Washington. I had a vision. I described what we're in now, and upon sending her pictures, she was like, yes, that's what I saw. I'm just like, my goodness, the Lord is speaking to us, and many of us didn't even realize. 
He's speaking to us. Isn't that encouraging? In so many ways, isn't it encouraging that he speaks to us as individuals, that we all had different ways of hearing? And so God, he like custom tailors his voice for every one of us. It's beautiful. God wants a two-way relationship with you. And so a vision, it's beyond the natural realm, but God will oftentimes get you a picture and grand things like starting a church, but even in the details. I think Rachel Jennings, who, who's on our lead team at Kayla's Church, had a, had a picture or a vision of how we should set up the cafe for maximum flow and space. It might have been Linda, but just, hey, it was awesome. That was part of our normal language. I had a, I had a picture. I feel like the Lord might be communicating this. Can, can we try this out? Yes, Lord, we'll try whatever you're leading us to do. So another way God speaks to us, according to the scriptures, is through people. I love this word. So Samuel, he grows up, that young boy we talked about earlier, 2 Samuel 12, 7, he talks to, or sorry, in the book of 2 Samuel, it says, Then Nathan said to David, I love this word. If you want to you speak this word of the Lord over me anytime, I'll take it. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. <laughs> Thus says the Lord God of Israel. Whew! That's a powerful word. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. So Nathan says that to David on behalf of the Lord. So God speaks to people, and we have a desire to be a voice for the Lord, that we would be a mouthpiece for the Lord, that we would say what we hear the Father saying as an echo, as a vessel, as a messenger for God. And uh, people in my sermons will often come up to me afterwards and say, like, hey, God spoke to you through your message. And I say, thank you. It's not me. It's just God speaking. Or maybe you've listened to music and the lyrics jump off to you, and you're like, wow, God spoke to me through that song. Any people hear God through music a lot. It's like just the heavens open up, or God spoke to me through that, that poem, or maybe a, a friend prayed for you. Can I pray for you? And you're like, wow, God spoke to me through your words, friend, through your prayers. And we as people, we can carry the message of the Lord, and it's powerful. God can speak to you through people. I, I remember when I... Uh, was really hurt by the church back in the day, and uh, I was uh, like an intern pastor at a church, and it was just a really painful experience, and in a fit of rage, I moved to Korea to get my master's in education. I was like, I'm going to be a, I'm so angry, I'm going to be a principal now. And so, we, I, go, I go to Korea, <laughs> I, get, I get my master's, and then we move back to Minnesota, and, and I'm working at a hip-hop high school, it's a charter school, started by Prince and Gloria Stefan, and it, it was amazing, and I, I was working there, and uh, I, I, I'm there, but Amrita's like, hey, you know, we're all so proud of you. you, you got this degree, you're in this school, but I really feel urged to tell you that you're called to full-time vocational ministry, you're called to preach the gospel, and while we're proud of you, I, I think you're, you're missing out on God's plan for your life, it's like, Dang, girl. Wow. But I, I took that to heart, and, and I realized now God is speaking to me through Amrita, girlfriend Amrita. And uh, God will oftentimes speak to you through people. He will. And uh, I would encourage you, find people that you know are confident that they can hear from the Lord. Even ask them to pray for you. Ask them to encourage you. Maybe ask them to get a word from the Lord for you. I believe that it will be encouraging. It'll be encouraged. The Lord spoke to me through a brief. Number seven, God will speak to us in nature. 
Exodus 3.4 says, So when the Lord saw that, he turned aside to look. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. So God speaks to Moses through a bush. Numbers 22.28 says, Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and it said to Balaam, What have I done to make you beat me these three times? So God opens the mouth of the donkey so that the donkey can be like, Why are you beating me so much? Who's been there? Jordan? You? Okay, awesome. <laughs> Just kidding. He didn't say it. And so God's, God, <laughs> God's speaking through plants. God's speaking through animals. Where are my people at where you can hear from God's best in nature? God communicates to you when you're in the mountains or the ocean, the rivers, all, all sorts of that. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love getting along with God in wilderness. I feel like they just, they speak to me. The mountains speak to me. Uh, I, just so many times, you know, Jesus, how often in the scriptures did he get alone with God in the wilderness? He was in the desert. He was in a garden. He climbed a mountain. God would go into nature. Jesus would fellowship with God the Father in nature. And so we can too. Amen? Number eight, God speaks to us in our circumstances. Jonah 117 says, Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So Jonah is a, he's a preacher. He wants to preach in this area called Tarshish. God's calling him to preach to another city called Nineveh. Jonah decides to go to Tarshish anyways. God swallows up Jonah in a fish and brings him to Nineveh. And the circumstances change for Jonah God was communicating to Jonah through a crazy circumstance. Have you ever had some things in your life line up perfectly as you're praying about it? And you're like, wow, this is a, an open door that I did not expect to be open. Or some doors have shut, and you're like, you thought for sure, like, I was supposed to do this, and then that door completely shut. You're like, all right, what to do? And that's because God can, he can communicate to us through our circumstances. There is a, a prayer I like to pray, and it's this, Lord, would you, would you shut doors no man can open? And can you open doors in my life that no man can shut? Which is a, a prayer that I, I borrowed from Revelation 3.7. But God will orchestrate uh, circumstances. So Aretha calls me out and says, I feel like you're called to be a pastor. I received that word, and I begin to pray about it seriously. Lord, should I, should I quit? Should I, should I take a, a job as a pastor? And I had a couple job offers to be a pastor, one of them in Michigan. And uh, I'm praying about it, praying about it. Lord, give me a sign, communicate to me, confirm this word from my girlfriend, Amritha. And uh, that week, the Minnesota government shut down and pulled the funding for my charter school. So I had no job. It's like, Lord, can you give me a different confirmation? <laughs> like, one where I still get a paycheck? Please? <laughs> and the, the circumstances of should I stay at the school or not, were pretty much made clear for me, my decision. And I, I realized, like, I wasn't in the belly of a fish, but I didn't have this job to stay at. So I really took that as a confirmation that I was supposed to be a pastor, and a pastor I am to this very day, before your eyes. Behold. And if any of you want to say, the Lord told me, then you got a word? You're the man, thank you. Is that from the Lord? Thank you. Amen, I receive that. I receive that. Lord, speaking in her midst. 
All right, number nine. The Lord speaks in the scriptures through angels. Luke 128 says, the angel came to her, the angel communicating, and said, you are honored very much. You are a favored woman. Now, that's a good compliment for someone. I just want to let you know, you're a favored woman. The Lord is with you. You are chosen from among many women. So the Lord will speak to you in angels. I've actually never had this, but throughout the scriptures, so many times angels came and it seemed like pretty scary because oftentimes the first words angels had to say, fear not. Because <laughs> it's probably scary, right? You know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, that can happen to us. I've, I've heard of people having that today and throughout, throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Angels came, the, the biblical word for angel or messenger would be like Malachi, literally a messenger, someone who'd carry a message for the Lord, and that, that can happen. Number 10, 10, number 10, burdens, Nehemiah 2.12, God can speak to us through burdens. Scripture says, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There are no mounts with me except the one I was riding. So Nehemiah here has a burden he has from the Lord. He says, nobody knew what God had put in my heart. Now, Nehemiah was a cupbearer in the king's court. He, he would bear a cup for the king to make sure it wasn't filled with poison. He would taste test it. And he's crying before the king because he's burdened that the walls of Jerusalem are falling. And he really believes that the walls should be built up. And now he attributes that in this scripture that God had put that in his heart. Have you ever had a burden that you can't quite shake? Maybe it's a business to start. Maybe it's a a school to go to, maybe it's someone like you feel like you're, you're called to develop a relationship. Maybe it's today you're thinking, oh, I, I want to start a small group. And there's just a burden in your heart that you can't shake. And maybe everything looks wrong about moving forward with this, but you're like, I can't shake it. I got to do it. The Lord might be speaking to you through a burden. And uh, this church plant here at Kalos Church, I've carried this burden for over 10 years since I was in college. I thought I would be a traveling evangelist speak at stadiums and things like that, but the Lord kept on saying, no, you know, start a church, be a pastor, be rooted. Where there's roots, there's fruits. And I felt like that was my calling. I couldn't shake it, and I accepted it, and I love it. But God spoke to me through a burden. You might feel like I need to share the gospel with someone at my work, and I just can't shake it. I know it's going to be embarrassing. I don't want to do it. I, I need to invite this person to the church. I need to do it. I, I, but I, ah, what if it's awkward? But I just I can't get rid of this feeling. God might be speaking to you through a burden. Uh, the opposite of that, in some ways, is number 11, God speaks to us through our peace. Colossians 3.15 says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. And so God will speak to us in peace. The Greek word for let the peace of God rule, that word rule, is the same word where we get umpire. So the peace of God can let you know this is right, this is wrong. Don't go here, go over here. The peace of God. Have you ever gone in an experience and everything looked right, but you just didn't feel the peace of God? You're like, I'm not going to do that. Especially men, husbands, when we talk to you, oftentimes your wife will probably say, I just don't feel a peace about this. I just want to encourage you, listen to that. Because more, I mean, pretty much 100%, whenever Amrita says that, I'm like so thankful I listened or really uh, upset that I didn't listen. When we were first planting Kalos Church and looking for a location, we felt like we were supposed to start a beautiful church in a beautiful place. Naturally, we thought that would be on the beaches of Florida. And so we left Michigan, we, uh, <laughs> we visited Florida, went to a beach area, and everything looked beautiful. And 
awesome. It was warm. I've lived in the Midwest like my whole life. We're like, yes, Lord, we receive your word. This is amazing. Yes, Lord. I will, I will snorkel for the gospel. Fishers of men. Fishers of men. Yes, Lord. Is that? Yes. Amen. <laughs> and, but no matter what we try to do and make things work, just didn't feel the peace of God. We did feel the peace of God. So we prayed and fasted for three days until I had that dream that led us to Bellevue. And there are some things you guys are moving forward with. You thought this career would be your career. You don't feel the peace of God. You thought something was going to happen, but ah, it's working out, but it just doesn't feel like God's in it. Maybe God's speaking to you through a lack of peace. Let the peace of God rule, umpire, direct you, guide you from your hearts. Number 12, God speaks to us in miracles. Daniel 5.5 5, in the same hour, the finger of a man's hand appeared and wrote opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. So Daniel sees this finger, a supernatural finger, writing on the wall. That's a miracle. <laughs> and, and God can speak to us through a variety of miracles. Throughout the scriptures, we see Gideon and his army places a police before the Lord. If it's wet, if it's dry, I'll receive that as instruction. Even in the New Testament, we see some weird things like casting lots. You know, they, that's how they pick disciples and stuff like that. But there, there is a, this can be kind of a catch-all for hearing the voice of God. But God can speak through, through miracles, whether it's uh, the plagues for Egypt, the parting of the Red Sea. God is communicating a very clear message. So those are the 12 points that I have for you on how God can speak through the scriptures. Can we give a round of applause for 12 points? <laughs> Hallelujah. I just want to wrap up with this, though. You know, God might have been speaking to you all along, but you didn't realize it. Some of us have been waiting for this audible voice of God. God's been speaking to you in your dreams. God's been speaking to you in your, your heart. God's been revealing something to you through people around you. And uh, I'm encouraged by the story we started off with with Samuel and Eli. Because the Lord was speaking to Samuel by name. For Samuel even knew the Lord. So it's not by your, your qualifications or experience. Don't disqualify yourself from hearing from the Lord. And when Samuel missed it, God spoke to him again. He called him by name over four times in this passage. And even if you feel like you've missed it, you've missed an opportunity with God, God's not giving up on having a two-way relationship with you. That scripture says so many times that the Lord calls want to let you know, the Lord will call you again. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. It's a lifeline. You need the voice of God. And I, I want to repeat in closing the advice that Eli gave to Samuel. When you think the Lord might be speaking to you, just like Samuel did in this, and he kept on going to Eli, and he's like, I didn't call you, I didn't call you. He said, hey, next time you, you feel like the Lord is speaking to you, just go Lie down and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Make yourself available, because God is speaking to you. He is communicating to you. You are a sheep when you follow God's voice, and the good shepherd is faithful to lead his sheep. They're my sheep. I know them. They know my voice, and I lead them. Amen. So even let's take a moment right now. Let's close our eyes, bow our heads. Let's just say that prayer. Let's repeat that and mean it. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. 
you can do this in your car, in your house, at lunch, in the morning. The Lord wants to speak to you. Hey, before I transition and get off the stage, I realize that there are people like Samuel where the Lord is speaking to you, but you don't know the Lord. The Lord wants a relationship with you. Some of us are stuck in shame and guilt and darkness, and we don't know how to get ourselves out. I want to let you know you can't get yourself out. You need Jesus Christ. He is light. He is hope. And the good thing is he is here. Giving my life to Jesus is the best decision I've ever made. Starting a relationship with him is the best I've ever made. And if you're here and you've never done that, or maybe you need to recommit and renew your commitment to Jesus, your relationship with him, I want to give all of us an opportunity to do so. In the first service, two people made a decision to surrender to Jesus, and I believe that there are people here. This is your time. So I'm not going to embarrass you or anything like that, but I want to pray for you. So let's close our eyes again and bow our heads. If you're here in this place and you're saying, Pastor Preeple, would you pray for me? I want a relationship with Jesus. I want forgiveness. I want life. I want to get out of darkness. I want to get out of shame. I want a new start. So count of three, would you raise your hand, and I'll pray for you. One, two, three. Just lift up your hand so I can see you. See your hand, amen. Is there anybody else? Raise it so I can see it. I'd love to pray for you. I see your hand, amen. See your hand, amen. You can put your hands down. And I'm going to lead us all in a prayer. The words will be on the screen especially for those of you who raise your hand. Let's pray this together. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we give Jesus a round of applause?